problem. You have an injury problem. I do. I have torn ACL. Okay. That, uh, <laughs> that hit the soft spot. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 3D Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, David DiPietro, Daniel Lonergan, and Dylan Pereira. And we are back. And welcome back. How are you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I keep thinking that you were gone last week, but you were in fact I was back. you were in fact here last week. I was physically, physically, mentally, mentally uh, emotionally. I'm already uh, gone. So this week we are approaching week eleven week 10. of the NFL. One day, one day. The one last, day we'll get it right. last week we will get it right. Woo. Hopefully. Yeah. And. Uh, this means that we most leagues are approaching the playoff part of their season. Dun, dun, dun. Crazy to think about. The season has flown by. So what we're going to talk to you about today is the home stretch of fantasy leagues. What do you do if you're in that top spot? Do you make any moves? Do you stand pat? What are you doing if you're in a fringe spot? Are you about to make the playoffs? Do you have a chance? And are you if you're at the bottom of the league, what do you do? Do you trade away your whole team? Sell the farm. Do you try to get Fire into that sale. consolation spot? Do We're do having a, do a do fire do sale. Do you try to just get out of that last place spot so you don't have to go through any of the punishments that your Ooh, leagues have made shaming. for you? Oh. So where do you want to finish in your league? And then we're going to talk about some favorable matchups that are coming up that will welcome you right into the playoffs. So let's just jump right into it. Talking about standing pat, <coughs> Patriots didn't do that last week. They buckled. They buckled. They, they buckled. buckled down. But yep. um, Three points for that defense. It was a shock to my system. You oh. knew this was coming because you've been trying to offload them for the past couple of weeks. Well, I haven't tried. I haven't like actively looked to trade them. I'm of the mindset like, if somebody offered me a defense, I'm not taking it. Like because, in exchange for a Patriots D. Yeah, like I would never take a team defense in a trade. They're just they're too easy to stream, week in week out. Yeah, okay, the Patriots been putting up twenty plus points, but it it's a bit of a concern. I mean, they get. Philly, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City out of their bye. But to your point about looking to playoffs, you look at their semifinal and championship week, so 15-16, they play the Bengals and then they play the Bills in Foxborough, which are juicy matchups for you to have that kind of defense in either a two-week championship or a semifinal and a championship matchup. So I'm going to end up holding them which I don't like pl- rostering two defenses. I'm a fan. I went into the season not thinking yeah. I would ever do that, but it's uh, at one point I had three defenses. But, I mean, uh, I'll likely play them against Philly next week. Essentially, yeah. if you can grab a defense at this point in the game that you know is going to have a good playoff schedule, yep. um, you're, <clears throat> you're, you're almost laughing. So that's one of those kind of veteran moves. Like, can you find a defense with a good enough four-week stretch that maybe in a week or two you go to pick up, you stash them on your bench, um, maybe in weeks 11 or 12, maybe now if you have that kind of depth. Yeah, I think it's smart to start looking early. Yeah. Just have yourself prepared. If you know you're in a good playoff spot and you know that there's going to be a defense that's going to you know, be of service to you for three or four weeks, mm-hmm. pick them up now if you have a bench spot, of course. See, there's, there's that mentality, but there's also – there's defenses out there that you could pick up like Miami which has a great schedule but you're never going to pick that yeah. up right? like 14 15 16 they play the Jets the Giants the Bengals so but Miami's had good it's they allow too many 
they they allow too many points and they also aren't their offense isn't on the field enough mm-hmm. to limit opposing offenses. So yeah. even if they are a good defense and they have a good matchup, their defense is just on the field too much. Uh, and you're going to start getting dinged for all the points and yards allowed that it almost eliminates them from even the thought process. Um, I think right now, depending on where you sit in the standings, if you're at the top and playoffs are a lock, you can think like that. If you're still fighting and you need guys to be able to play the matchups to possibly win you this week, next week, the week after, it might be a little too early to start stashing a defense if you're on that fringe spot because now it's going to eat up a, a good spot on your either starting roster or your bench where you need to just go for that boom to try and get you a win. Um, and if you're at the bottom of the league and, you know, playoffs are out of the site, well, maybe you try and screw someone else over, take a good defense that or, then they can't have. Or or if you're going to keep a league, kind of stash picks for next year. Well, not a defense-wise, but yeah, yeah maybe some other other guys out there. So, Dan, you're top of the league in one of the leagues. And I am. Pretty much nobody else is close. Everyone's hovering at about 500, mm-hmm. uh, and you are clearly ahead of everyone else. So what's your thought process right now in, in going to the last few weeks of fantasy with a pretty strong roster? Is curiosity getting the best of you, or do you feel confident in your team going into the playoffs? No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, at this point, almost all of my guys have finished their bye. I know next week... Um, have a couple more and then just have Travis Kelsey with that week 12 so I'll need to pick up a tight end currently I don't have a defense uh, because of the Patriots playing this week but my depth on my bench I like it so much I don't know who I'm struggling because I don't know who to drop um, I have kind of a priority order of if I am going to play a defense this week which I'm contemplating not playing a defense which is crazy as it sounds to keep my bench intact so that when the playoffs roll around I can have the flexibility of playing the best matchups mm-hmm. um, but I likely will end up moving somebody um, the Josh Gordon situation has made it a little complicated because I can't put him in my IR anymore don't really know how that situation is going to pan out um, he's a talent I like the fact that Russell Wilson is going to be throwing him the ball the matchup this week is terrible against San Francisco on Monday night brand new to the team I'm not starting him um, but is that a guy where I keep I don't know that he would ever crack my lineup mm-hmm. on this team at least for this week no like the rest of the season like this like my team in this dynasty league is stupidly good um, so it's tough to comment on something like that basically I'm looking playoff wise at defenses and just the matchup situation from in our in this case weeks 13 14 because we only have we have a very small playoff mm-hmm. only four teams and they're two week matchups so really looking at okay who do I have week 13 and 14 and then 15 16 to try and close this out and capture my second title in five years uh, but yeah it's humble a luxury break, humble break <laughs> hey does having such a strong team take away the fun of fantasy for you? A little bit. There's there's kind of a, a bit of like excitement to having a crappier team when you when you get excited about those waiver targets when yeah. you start looking at trades. It's a very different like our two leagues that we're in, so our listener league, and this two different types of fun. Yeah. Because this is being fun because I'm I've been winning like I'm eight and one. But you don't get like the management no, part of it that I've you made get from very few 
moves. Yeah. But the thing at that point, you've made all the right moves at the beginning. Yeah. But I feel like that in-season that. stuff is can be exciting. Of course. Yeah, but if you're winning, I guess yeah, like that all gets thrown out the window. Yeah. Because if you were last place guy, you'd be making moves, but you'd also be wishing that you were much higher up on the yeah, uh, chopping like, block there. Yeah, and that you had a better start to the yeah. season. So I but guess there's yeah, pros the decisions I have to make in our listener league, where I'm, you know, not secured into a playoff spot. I'm in one currently, but you know, I'm debating about do I start Hunter Renfro tonight, mm-hmm. which I didn't ever think I'd be have to make that decision. I think you should. You should play that hot hand. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't like the matchup against the Chargers. What if you get burned again like last week? Well, yeah, I don't know. It's it's complicated. Having Darren Waller as well, having two Oakland Raiders. I mean, they shut down Aaron Rodgers last week. The Walrus. I don't I don't love the matchup on paper. Yes, it's in Oakland, which is not very far from where the Chargers play. They're not sharing a stadium, are they? Mm-hmm. No. Not anymore. That was one. And then next year Oakland's gone anyway. To Vegas. But it's always tough to deal with like this game coming up the thursday night I hate game. thursday night games i don't think i don't i hate thir- i don't know about no you, i don't like yeah. thursday night games at all not a fan of thursday nights at all even for like for me this past like last week when san francisco played the cardinals i thought it was a lock with that defense and then came out with two or three fantasy points on d yeah uh, luckily my team did what they needed to do that week but when you're playing that and especially when you're playing starters for me i have like people on the chargers playing but i also have the kicker uh in oakland playing so it's just you don't know what to expect it's just everything is weird on a thursday night and short weeks it could be a huge boom or it could be just like a deadly bust that's Mm -hmm. the problem with thursday night games i find Mm -hmm. um and then talking about middle of the pack as dan was saying um it's interesting because you're still you're mobile. You're looking around. You're trying to maybe at this point in the season you're looking at ooh can I trade for someone or um, is there someone that's doing really poorly that you can get a steal for? That could be players like uh, if you look at the Browns. Browns right now are not looking great, but that's because they've had a tough schedule to start. But if you're looking at a player like well my favorite OBJ, you're looking at his down the stretch schedule. Yeah, it looks way better than what he had to face in the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, can you get him for a steal right now? Probably. Um, you might have to assess what that owner has and then see what their needs are. And you could um, get a really good bargain deal. Again, this is uh, based off a um, rotating draft, not a keeper league, because I haven't really can't really talk to that. Yeah, I don't know if you guys would do. <clears throat> Anything with OBJ in a keeper league. It's a tough situation. That whole offense is is a question mark. But to your point, they do have a decent schedule. I mean, this this week against Buffalo, not awful. You know, they have they've allowed points to the run. Um, Tre'Davious White has done a good job at shutting down kind of that top pass catching option. But teams have put up points through the air against Buffalo. Then they get Pittsburgh, Miami, Pittsburgh. So. But then that stretch of playoff. Yeah, Cincinnati, Arizona, Baltimore. It It's interesting. Um, even, and I will dare say, for a guy like Baker Mayfield, who has been awful. Like, just, he hasn't thrown for more than one touchdown pass in a game this season. But there is matchup potential if you are streaming a quarterback, you don't have, you know, an elite locked-in option or even if you have some of those like middle of the top 10 into that 
12 or 14 territory who have bad matchups. Like, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo on a bad week. Kirk Cousins against a bad matchup. Baker may have some serviceable games down the stretch. Miami at home, Cincinnati at home, Baltimore at home. It's a really good schedule. It's it's, it's not the good. worst. It's not the worst. No, but um, with Kareem Hunt coming back this weekend, we'll see what that does a for their offense because it gives them just another element. Uh, but b what it does to Nick Chubb and his volume, which I'm a little concerned about as a Nick Chubb owner. Freddie Kitchens has mentioned that Kareem Hunt will get touches. He's talented. I don't know how much is lip service versus how much he will actually play, what role he will play. Is he more of a slot receiver? I don't know. It Their offense needs it, and I'm interested to see how they use him. But I, w- I will say, if you're looking at middle of the pack and you're trying to make some stashes, Baker Mayfield would probably be a decent stash for um I don't think rest. you need to stash him. I think... Or at least you know he's available right yeah. now at forty-seven point nine percent rostered. Yeah, he'll probably be there for a few weeks. Maybe in Miami, someone might stream him. Yep. Um, but I'd say keep an eye on that because that schedule is only going to get better. Um, someone else to kind of pay attention to right now. He's seventy-two point eight percent rostered, a eleven percent jump from last week. Is our favorite Jameis Winston? Hey, um, QB twelve. Who's currently QB twelve, and we're hoping he tops that top ten mark. Um, someone like him has a beautiful schedule to stretch. Do you have that schedule? Uh, we can get that delivered to us. Yes. Intern, please. Um, but as, as we're finding that, like, it's very good schedule for me as the, um, James Winston owner, I'm playing him. And even though he's having interceptions, he's still getting the fantasy points. I need to win a week. Mm -hmm. Um, once he stops, um, being such a sloppy jalopy, then, you know, I could even expect 30 points out of him. Um, yeah, so Arizona this week, great matchup uh, in Tampa. He'll he'll put up his points. If he can limit the turnovers, it'll be a good show. We'll see how Patrick Peterson does with Mike Evans. Uh, it'll be interesting. Next week against New Orleans, don't love it. Uh, their defense has been a lot better as of late, and Marshawn Lattimore has done a very good job at shutting down receiving options as well. But then is where it gets nice. Atlanta, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Detroit, and Houston. And All that, bottom of the league as far as points to the quarterback, points to receivers go. And in most leagues, Week 16, that takes you right to the final yeah. final playoff game. Yeah, if you're playing in a league that plays Week 17, quit. Yes. Just get out. Get or out. Make better decisions next year. So, Dylan, with your roster, yeah, what, what are you kind of playing with right now? What are you thinking about? as you enter the home stretch for the playoffs. Are you so, happy with where you're at? I, I have made some moves as of recently. I like where I'm at right now. Obviously, keeping my eyes open to see um, if there's anyone that hits the anyone hits the waiver wire next week or so. Right now is another bipocalypse, so players yeah. are dropping pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. So this is um, almost a time to look at your rosters and see maybe there's some handcuffs available. Maybe someone dropped... I don't know, Madison, Chase Edmonds, those kind of players. Right now, maybe you're not interested in Chase Edmonds as much now that Kenyon Drake is there. I think Chase Edmonds, has he is doubtful this week. And Johnson is going to be back. Johnson said 100% I am playing. So there's not really any appeal to picking up Edmonds, but if you are kind of in a position of you're at 8-1 and right now and you have a spot available, wouldn't be a terrible stash. And also interesting thinking about like obviously the, this is hypothetical, but a player 
re-aggravating an injury and stashing their backup running back. But now with event. Drake, like I don't know, it really it really throws a question. Well, let's mark. say somebody were to drop Drake with Johnson coming back. Do you start looking at those backup guys who have had starting running backs mm-hmm. that are susceptible to injury and think might just put them on my bench in case that player re-aggravates so the injury who, that who they have? Who would you rather have, Drake or Edmonds? I think at this point, Drake. Yeah. I agree. Yes, but okay. maybe two weeks down the line, you might even say Edmonds. You might change your mind. Could right? be, yeah. If um, he's now dealing with his own injury. If David Johnson goes down again, right? Yeah. Who would you rather have, Drake or Edmonds? Drake. I think Drake, yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, we were wrong. Or I at least I was wrong last week. We a lot of people air. were wrong. 30 points. I, I said I don't think Arizona scores a point. Yeah, oof. That was wrong. Hey, I'll, I'll score a lot I'll more. Eat my words <laughs> there as, uh, as we have to do, but... Yeah, he looked good. I didn't expect him to pick up a playbook that quick to contribute that many yards on the ground. He was, you know, getting touchdowns. Uh, but it's not something you can consistently count on with David Johnson playing. Um, I think it has proven that, yeah, Chase Edmonds likely will not be used, especially if he's dealing with his own injury. If you are the Kenyon Drake owner and you, you're scared by David Johnson's return, I would hold on to Kenyon Drake just in case, David, to your point, if... Johnson does re-aggravate that injury. We'll see what happens. Yeah, those fringe playoff positions are tough, right? Because if you're just so badly trying to get into the playoffs, but you know that your roster isn't that great, is it worth giving up a pick for next year just to get a player that might help you make it into the playoffs, knowing that you're still not going to be that good? Yeah, you're talking about any kind of of league that does allow draft pick trading for next year. Yeah, I mean, last year, that's... That's why I'm eight and one. Yeah, is because of what I did last season, but I was nowhere near a playoff spot. Yeah, ended up doing okay in the like consolation playoffs and finishing I think in sixth, but made moves for next season. Yeah, it's very difficult to make draft pick trades while you're still trying to get to the playoffs. Oh yeah, because you're almost grasping at straws. Yeah, and now if it doesn't work. And you don't make the playoffs. You now you're, yourself for next year. You're also out of draft picks. So I'm of the mindset you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You either accept your stance and play for the future, but while still fielding a competitive team. So because, AKA full send. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fire sale. Um, but you still got to have a competitive team, like, and that's where you know different rules and trading come into play. And we won't get into that because David, I know you don't like talking about trading. <laughs> But, hey, uh, we made one, though. We did make a trade, yes. you and I. And let's, do we want to put that I'm on I'm a changer. Or? Oh, well, it's... It didn't really work out for you. No. So two weeks ago, we swapped Robbie Anderson and Mark Walton. Walton who's um, now suspended for four games. And on David's team. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, couldn't, have, couldn't have saw that you, coming. You, so. were in, you were in running back need. Badly. I needed a wide receiver. Both those guys not in great situations, um, but with potential. And that was just a unfortunate circumstance that you ended up with a guy getting suspended. My favorite part was seeing our group chat later and immediately Dan saying, no trades. <laughs> no trade backs. No trade backs. Or no yeah. trade backs. Um, but again, if you're in the middle of the pack, I can talk about my lineup right now. Um, there are a lot of players getting injured left, right, and center. Um, one which we uh, got confused with the question last week, Brandon Cooks is obviously seeing concussion specialists and um, the whole nine yards. He's not going to play for some time. Yeah, I don't think he plays again this season. Um, and if I was in his position, I wouldn't want to play just to save my life. Um, fantasy means a lot, but 
um, not to end someone's life. But when you're looking at who can I stash, who can I play, um, right now Josh Reynolds is a, a great pickup if you're either in Bipocalypse or you're looking for someone down the stretch who could possibly be a huge um, turning point on your team. Right now, only 3.2% rostered on Fantasy mm-hmm. Leagues on ESPN. Um, it's great because he would um, the Rams play a three-wide receiver set. and um, Most of the time. Reynolds kind of stepping up into that offense is great because um, we do see Gurley tries his best, but the Gurley owners are not kind of getting what they may have drafted him at um, at that stage, but um, getting someone like Reynolds at this point in time could uh, be he's a very good flex position for He's you. a good play in a deeper league uh, because they do run so many three wide out sets. Um, he will get points, and he will get a good chunk of points in some games, but just know that he has the potential to goose you any given week. Uh, I would play him in those weeks with higher expected point totals from both teams, just where the Rams might have to throw the ball more and just possibly put up more points. The more that's expected, the better Reynolds will do. So, yeah, other than that, always look at players that you're, if you're, again, middle of the pack, always be nimble and see what can make your weeks better. But if you feel like you're going to take a loss one week, don't focus too heavy on that. For me, I'm up against a very, very tough matchup. Mm -hmm. Am I going to drop big names to win one week? No, I would rather just take the L. Uh, But if you are... Maybe two and what would two and seven? seven Possibly, yeah, two and yeah. seven. Yeah, you need to start making uh, some moves that are a little bit bigger. Yeah, and, and if you're in a keeper league, think about what next year holds for you. Don't trade away draft picks or just get somebody on your team that will just get you into the playoffs, knowing that you can't survive very well in mm-hmm. the playoffs. Uh, unless there's prize money, of course, for whatever the top four teams. But still, I wouldn't consider it because that can just completely pooch you for the next year. Or if there's a complete um, punishment for last place. And let's move on to last place. Yes. So what do you do if you're at the, you're a basement dweller? What All do you right. kind of do with your team in that case? Do you do you just try to get up to a respectable point? Do you try to make it into those consolation rounds? I say if there's a um, punishment on the line, yeah, I'm just trying, trying to get, to get, out get out second last. That's bare minimum I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, whenever I've been there... I just like to play spoiler. Yeah. So try to, you know, try to field the most competitive, have some fun with it, like play the matchups, play those biggest boom potential guys that you can, and and just see who you can take down in the process. Don't fall for the, uh, like letting people try to bait you into trades to get, let's say, you know, you have one or two of your top picks trying to get them to make their team better for that playoff push. Like, no, like they haven't helped you stay out of the basement, so why help them yeah. stay at the top? If you're in that position in a keeper league, would you start potentially looking yes. at the waiver wire yes. for guys that could be a keeper in a yep. really good spot, like a Hawkinson or some somebody like that? That Yeah, start thinking about you know how many keepers you get. If it's two, I've seen some leagues with four. Start thinking about that now of guys that you'd want. Lock them into your roster. Don't trade them away and then and build around it that way. Um, depending on what your settings are, and we kind of talked about that last week of trade value or keeper value, rather not trade value. Um, is it just the first four picks from next round? Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of draft pick compensation based on where you drafted them or their ADP? Is there some value for some more strategic moves? Um, guys who maybe 
you know, haven't played a lot this season due to injury, but should bounce back and be good for next year. Guys that have forgotten, been forgotten about or are sitting on IR, like season ending, kind of are on a waiver wire. Take a scroll down to the zero projection guys. Yeah. See who's sitting there. And then under those zero projection guys, who's right under there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you yeah. never want to see guys tank on, on no. purpose either. That just ruins everybody else's matchups. No, like keep fielding. Yeah. Make sure you start your starters. Don't leave bye weeks. Like pay attention to your team. It's just, it's frustrating to the rest of the league because at a point you were competitive. Mm-hmm. So you may have cost, you may have beaten some people who are now fighting to get into the playoffs. And when they see you not even fielding a team, and this is somewhere where as like commissioners, I think you need to step in and at least just, if if a, an owner is not managing their team, but they have players on their bench who are starting and guys in their starter lineup that are on by, just make that swap. I'm not saying you have to go and start dropping and picking up guys because that's a little too far, uh, but pay attention to the teams in your league. Try to keep it competitive it's just more enjoyable for everybody and at this point in our listener league the three of us are in pretty similar situations so we're all middle of the pack middle of the pack so we will keep yep. you updated on uh if we use these strategies and if we clinch the playoffs yeah i think just the one thing i'll leave off with is yeah the ir spots those are key things to look at for keeper leagues next year what pains me to say is someone like cam newton at this point is probably on your waiver wire right now well he's, he's done for the season now they put him on ir so Cam Newton's not a guy that... Not for he, this year, but next year, if you're looking forward to it. I don't, I wouldn't be keeping Cam Newton um, because he might not even be in Carolina next year. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> There's I, reports out that his time in Carolina may be done. I, we shall see. Well, he has one year left on his deal. He is a free agent as of yeah. not next year, year after. So it's it's a high high possibility that... Kyle Allen and uh, Greer will kind of take over there. Yeah, yeah. very few quarterbacks, I would say, are keeper-worthy. Yeah. Maybe Mahomes, maybe Watson, possibly maybe. Lamar Miller. Yeah. Um, it's just, again, it's a very deep position. Most leagues only play I'm with sorry, one. Lamar Miller? Wow. No, hey, Lamar Miller, there's a name. <laughs> that might he, be. He's on IR. <laughs> he's on IR. I think Lamar he meant Lamar Jackson. Jackson, yes. Go wow, uh, Dylan, Dylan, yes, correct. Dylan, correct. Caught, it. Dylan yes. caught it. Yes. <laughs> But funny enough, yeah, Lamar maybe if Miller you're sitting in last place. Lamar Miller, that's a good person to stash. Will be back. Likely wasn't drafted, unless you were me, and you drafted him a day before he tore his ACL. That uh, I'm still that hurting hurts. for that. That hurts. I lost some. I forgot about that. That that's why my that's why I have such bad running back depth. It's because I lost mm, Lamar Miller. Yes, the forgotten man. Yeah. Um, huh. The things la- you learn. Last question to end off uh, this segment is: It's snowing outside, so. Christmas we're in Canada. Is, we're in Canada. Snows if, here. For, for our international listeners. <laughs> um, my question to you guys is, when is it acceptable to start playing Christmas music? December. December, December when? What, first? As soon as December 1st hits, acceptable. Yeah. I wouldn't do it, but if you're listening to Christmas music in November, reevaluate. <laughs> okay, Dan? Um, whenever that Macy's Day parade is. <laughs> In New York City, so I think it's coming up. It's like mid-November. Oh, oh I thought wow. it was. I thought it was first week December. So no. You're a November gang. Well, we'll, well, we'll get a fact check on that. It's specific to this day. You you tell yours, and for, I will. For me, I I've had this debate with so many people. I am more so on David's side as December first or 
when it starts, like, there's a full blanket of snow. Like, you can see the snow every day. Not it's going to snow one day and then melt the next day. Okay. I'm saying, like, but even then, I'm saying. What if well, that doesn't happen before Christmas? So, yes, then, then December, December 1st. Okay. December 1st. What if we got crazy snow in October, which is possible in Canada? Like, it's snowing out there right now. Uh, if it's before my birthday, then December 1st is the default again. Okay. okay. Yes. So, the, the Macy's, it's a Thanksgiving Day parade. So it coincides. So November twenty sixth. I will accept year. that. That's good. Enough. That's that. a month before Christmas. We can accept yeah. that. Yeah. But I've I've had people already playing it on Halloween, and I'm just like, no, no, it's, it's yeah. way too. Yeah, early. some people make that Halloween to Christmas transition very quickly, yeah, like overnight. Like, yeah. Boo! It's cold outside. Like... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That was oh, actually boy. okay. Woo! There's, there's one I got through. Anyways, um, I think that's it. That's all we got today. Yep. Um, thanks for tuning in. As always, this has been Dylan, David, Dan, and we'll see you next week. Bye.